Welcome to After Dark with Rob and Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. I am glad that you could join us tonight, my listeners. As always, I hope to bring to you another interesting show. Before we get to that, I know you guys are all talking about the New Hampshire primary. First, we have the Iowa caucus, now the New Hampshire primary. I don't know if the primary is with the way you want them to go or not, but it is what it is. We've got to keep looking for that the, the ultimate prize, which is the general in November. And the goal is to defeat Joe Biden, who should not be in office. Now, speaking of Joe Biden in office in New Hampshire and Iowa, what do you guys think about the weather? Man, it has been cold, cold here in New York. We started the week with 25 degrees, it then dipped to 30, and now it's rainy, it's dreary. But, you know, we're, this is January. This is what you get in January. I'm sure that a lot of the globalists and climate activists are saying, oh, this is because of global warming and we're burning down the world and the world is going to end. I And all I say is that it's January. <laughs> what do you expect? It's supposed to be cold. The temperatures are supposed to get as low as they can go. Regardless of to the climate changing, this is January. Now, if it were hot, a balmy 97 degrees, then I would like to start to worry. But this is January. So whether you like it, you don't like it, this is what you get. Put on your coat, put on your overcoat, turn up the heat, put your wood on the fire, sit back, get a cup of hot chocolate, whatever soothes your tea, hot tea, <laughs> and enjoy the winter, because this is what you get when you live in the United States and when you have the four seasons. So tonight, my host is Heather Robinson of the New York Post, independent writer, and we have had her on here before. And many of you enjoy when she comes on and we debate the issues, we talk about different topics. I enjoy Heather on here also because it's a different viewpoint, not necessarily my line of thinking, like, I don't want you guys to think it's just like group think, but we always like to bring someone else on so that you can also hear what they're thinking and what their ideas are or input is on the different events that are taking place in and around the country and the world as a whole. And whenever Heather comes on, uh, most of the time we've been talking about the conflict in Israel, uh, Hamas, the devastating situation that took place in October. And that has put us to where we are now with this in this war, with Israel promising to defeat Hamas to eradicate the region of Hamas. And I, for one, stand behind Israel, with Israel, and their efforts, because I feel that Hamas has to be destroyed. Regardless as to what you're seeing on the mainstream media, what you're seeing in and about our, our city streets, with people coming out, claimingly or seemingly saying that they support the Palestinians and that Israel should stop, but no one is calling out Hamas. And Heather and I, we've spoken about this on so many occasions. We even had on uh, a week ago, Keir Ding, to talk about the, the conflict. And he said that, you know, these kids have been indoctrinated and that they don't know. It's just the ignorance of not understanding what's going on in the region. And I would say that it's by design in some instances because our public school systems aren't teaching our kids history. They're teaching them everything but history. So in addition to Heather being on with me tonight, we also have a guest who is a motivational speaker, educator, and Holocaust survivor, and his name is Sammy Steigman. So he's going to be joining in on the conversation and giving us his viewpoint. Uh, Sammy is 81 years old, and he and his family, he lived through the Holocaust uh, some years ago, 
when his family, uh, I think they were in Ukraine and they were in a concentration camp. So we want to get his thoughts on the conflict that's taken place. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and get Heather in here just to see how she's doing this cold, wintry night. Heather, are you in New York or are you in Pittsburgh? I'm in Western Pennsylvania, Rob, and it's cold here too, as you uh, said, about normal for January. I'm glad you said that. It's normal for this time of the year, so don't go freaking out on us, folks. Is this is, is like I said, it's winter. It's January, and yeah, we probably have a few more months of this cold weather. So just buckle down, get ready. I really would like to have some snow. I bought my uh, son a snow uh, e or sled or something. We bought it two years ago. And we haven't had snow, so he hasn't had a chance to use it. So I'm like, if oh. he doesn't use it soon, he's going to grow out of it. So he's hoping for <laughs> snow. He's praying for snow, he and his cousin. But we'll see what happens this year. So, Heather, how are things in western Pennsylvania? Just fine, Rob. I mean, like you, I'm concerned about uh, the events in the Middle East. You know, here life is fine, but... I, I see what you see and um, just hope that Netanyahu and the Israelis can can complete the mission that they must complete. Uh, hope for, you know, our own beloved country that we can get some leadership to uh, secure our own borders. And, and you know, I don't want to give away my point of view here, but let's just say Make things great again sounds good to me. <laughs> yes, make things great again. We need Donald Trump back in office. Israel, there, there is no other option. Israel must succeed. They must be triumphant and eradicating the region of Hamas. And as we said, or I've said from the beginning of this conflict, that Israel could do it. They, this could have been all over with in one shot, but they're being methodical. They're being respectful. They don't want to just like kill innocent lives, as a lot of people on the left are saying. So they're doing this to make certain that they minimize people who are in harm's way. But it has to be yeah. done. And, and doing because, it, because there's no other way. Go ahead. With an enemy that's deliberately putting these civilians in harm's way, that's using their own people cruelly. You know, they came to Israel to, to rape maim dismember murder then they ran back and surrounded themselves with their own civilians and right. then you know the hamas they cry to the world you know it's a it's a lot of chutzpah to say the least and right. i wish i were optimistic that i mean i am optimistic of course that you know when we we help ourselves god is with us but i'll tell you what rob and sammy I am concerned that the, with the whole world bearing down on Netanyahu this way. I mean, I, the man must be made of steel. You know, Trump is too. I mean, it, but I don't know how he can complete this mission. I, I'd be interested to hear what our, I guess, Sammy thinks. I'm concerned that he's going to have his hands tied and that our IDF will have their hands tied before they complete the mission because between South Africa and all of this nonsense, um, you know, and I mean, I think it should be said that even though I'm not a fan of President Biden in general, he's actually been more stalwart than I would have expected, frankly, in support of our uh, fighters and our, you know, Jewish state. But I think he's wavering. And I'm very concerned about whether this mission will be completed. Well, I don't know. I, I want to say I think he's wavering. I think he is. I think he's saying one thing 
in the open, and then he's saying something else in the background, especially through his spokesman, uh, Tony Blinkman. And we also have to remember, we look at the uh, the six-year war that they had when Arafat was, uh, before Arafat had died. But that all being said, let's just go ahead and bring Sammy in because he knows about, you know, what could happen when the world looks the other way, if we don't stand up, if we don't support Israel, because you think about Nazi Germany, he is a product of the Holocaust. So, Sammy, thank you for coming on tonight. How are you? Uh, I'm uh, very honored uh, to be on your program uh, together with uh, Eder. Uh, just to give a uh, very brief uh, okay, uh, comments about who I am. Uh, not only a Holocaust survivor, I'm a child of Holocaust survivor, motivational speaker, and uh, I also served in the Israeli Air Force, 1962-1965. Uh, I never believed that I will see the day that what's happening today in the most prestigious campuses in the country, the brightest kids that we have, future leaders of our country, okay, uh, not understanding what is happening in Israel. There is no education in this country. There is indoctrination. And once they are going to graduate, we will have a lot of educated idiots. So I am uh, very, very uh, disturbed by it. Never expected to see something like that not only here in the United States, but worldwide. And the reason that the Holocaust must be taught forever, because it's the best example, okay, what hate can do to a person, to a group of people, to a nation, to the world. And uh, it's uh, very important, okay, that we start with kids at young age, Okay, because by the time they go to the campuses, they already have been indoctrinated and it's extremely difficult to bring them to reality and to make sense in what they believe. Uh, it's unreal, but we can go more into that. And uh, when I go to uh, schools, universities, organizations, like when I spoke to the employees of Google, uh, What's important to me is to not talk about the pain that people went through during the Holocaust, although I will tell you briefly what happened to me. But to understand how the Holocaust happened, it started from nothing, okay? And because people did not react in time and appropriately, it kept escalating to a point of no return. So normally, uh, when I talk about history, uh, I give uh, information that most of the people do not know. It's not rehashing history, but at the same time, as I go through uh, the different uh, stages that people did not react in time. And uh, one of the things that uh, I want uh, to see, from, especially from the Jewish uh, young people, is Israel and even the Jewish people, we are reactive. We are not proactive. My generation has a victim mentality. We were always dependent 
and the countries, the, okay, of uh, where we live, of their regimes, and we try to be as much as accommodated. Every ethnic group that came to the United States has been, okay, victimized, okay, and ridiculed and persecuted. But they, what they did is they fought, okay? They were not in the background. They were in your face. And this is what we have to do. The young people have to take example from Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, unite, bring other people, march nationwide, and nothing will be accomplished without the media. They must bring the media with them. And I can give you an example. There was a national rally in Washington, D.C. Okay, if you want, I'll talk about it. Okay, the media was not there and nobody knows about it. Well, let me ask you this, Sammy. Like you said, you've experienced, as you know firsthand, not only are you a survivor of the Holocaust, but your, your parents are also survivors. And we see today how the young people are completely oblivious. And I agree with you, the media has got to report on this because this is the only way people will know. You look at during the civil rights, once the media got involved and they started to share the stories, people started to wake up and say, oh my gosh, this is what's happening. And I'm thinking that the way the media is, what they're doing right now with holding a lot of information, we're going to get to that critical mass point whereby it's too late. And you're going to have people being severely harmed. You look at what happened, like you said, on our elite universities on the campuses, how people, Jewish students, were are being are, are fearful for their lives, and some of them were like barricaded in rooms as this angry mob was coming after them because they don't know history. They being the people that are inflicting the pain, they don't know history. Why do you think we've gotten to this point? Like you said, you never would have expected this. How did we get here? How did we forget what happened years ago? In your opinion, Sammy, how do you think we got here? What do you think happened? Where did we go wrong? Uh, what happened is that, uh, like I said here, I can give you a specific example. Uh, there is no education. There is indoctrination. Let me give you an example. People use a lot of words that make you feel good but mean absolutely nothing. Years ago, when I found out that uh, there were at that time a number of states, today I believe there are 22, that require, mandate genocide, Holocaust curriculum. And I said, yes, we must have it in every particular state. But you know something? It sounds wonderful. I spoke in Bayonne, New Jersey, for seven years in a row to 735 seventh graders. The teacher, history teacher, wrote a World War II genocide Holocaust curriculum approved by the Holocaust Commission in New Jersey and by the state of New Jersey. When I asked them, Gene, how many students are taking your class? He said 50. I said, Gene, this is the first state in the country that 
mandated required genocide Holocaust curriculum. How come only 50? He said it's an elective course. So you see how people, politicians, use words. That's why I concentrate when I speak to in campuses and schools to be very precise with the words they use because it means absolutely nothing. It's an elective course in the words mandated, okay? Uh, it abs means absolutely nothing. If you don't remember history, if you forget it, you are doomed to repeat it. And we see that's what's happening right now. These young kids, they don't know it, so they've forgotten it. So we are repeating. You look at the hate. Never in a million years would I have thought that we would see this in the United States. We read about it. We see it in other countries, European countries. But the United States, what greater ally has the United States had other than Israel and vice versa? But when you have college campuses that are agreeing to this and they're looking the other way and they try to justify it, we have a problem. Now, we're up on a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue the discussion. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. My host tonight is Heather Robinson, and our guest is Sammy Steigman. We'll be back after this brief commercial break. Thank you. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. So when we went to commercial break, we were talking about history being repeated when you forget it. And during the commercial break, Heather and I we were talking with Sammy, and she had a different take on it as far as people actually forgetting it, knowing about it. Heather, what was your thought? Well, I don't think that the problem is only not knowing history. I think that that's part of the problem. Certainly, there could be more Holocaust education. I'm sure Sammy would concur. Some kids have no clue. However, what we're seeing now is a distortion of current events. I think that's the problem. The media has cast Israel in the role of the oppressor and the Palestinians in the role of the oppressed. Now, some of the Palestinians may be oppressed by their own leadership, but the reality is this evil terrorist leadership is purposely provoking war with Israel via terrorism. This has gone on for 75 years, purposely running back, hiding among children, putting weapons in schools and in mosques and in using hospital and hospital staffs to wage war. Now, I mean, we see this, and this 
is not being adequately explained and stressed in the mainstream media. So I don't know. I mean, in this telling of events, the sad, you know, twist is they're trying to say, and I'm, I personally, as you guys both know, I do feel bad for Palestinian civilians, especially children. But the truth of the matter is, Israelis want nothing less than to hurt any child. This is not deliberately being done. They are trying to get the terrorist leadership, which is purposely positioning itself among children and people. They've used their own people for 75 years. That's the truth that, that's not being stressed and explained clearly. Or maybe some people just don't want to hear it because everybody knows there was provocation. There was a mass cruel massacre, sadistic, wholesale slaughter on October 7th. So that's known. So I can't, I can't really say, I mean, I, I guess what I'm trying to say here is I think that the, the real problem in the, in the moment that we have isn't so much that history isn't being te- taught. It's that there's a current events brainwashing going on where people are being fed this very one-sided twisted version of events in which all the Palestinian suffering they see, you know, they're, that's being fed to them on a, on a loop. And they're just being told that this is the evil Israelis trying to commit genocide. So, you know, in this, this distorted telling it's, it's Israel who are the Nazis and the Palestinians who are like the Jews so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a current problem. It's a distortion of what's going on. At the very least, it's a totally one-sided sort of telling of things. And, you know, look, the, the, the analogy I thought of is if the media, okay, were broadcasting from Dresden and Berlin during World War II and showing never-ending images of children dying in Dresden in bombings, but they weren't showing you the concentration camps. They weren't showing you the bombing of Pearl Harbor. They weren't showing you, you know, years and years of, of war that, you know, and, and it wasn't ending in the brainwashing of human population to hate. They weren't showing any of that. They were just stressing these horrible scenes. And I'm sure there were horrible suffering scenes of, of innocent German children dying. If that's all people were seeing, or 85% of what they were seeing then they would think that the allies and they were being told the allies were doing this to be sadistic because they wanted to commit a genocide. Then maybe they would be getting whipped up and screaming that the bombing should stop. Do you see what I'm saying? So the problem is one of current telling of what's happening now and the way it's being told in a distorted one-sided way. You're right. It is being told in a a one-sided way. And uh, in addition to that, uh, Sammy, you wanted to just walk through the process as to what took place in the Holocaust. You want to take it from there? Yes, uh, I would also at some point uh, would like to talk uh, about uh, Abbas. Uh, A lot of people do not know that uh, he was uh, one of the leaders uh, when they had uh, during the Munich uh, Olympic, when they murdered the Jews. Uh, they murdered the, the other ones. Uh, he's the only one that survived. So everybody thinks that he's a great guy, moderator, whatever it is. But he was a terrorist, which people do not know. Uh, I also want uh, to uh, highlight also the fact that uh, the war in Gaza is not against the Palestinians. It is against okay the 
terrorists. This IDF is the only military in the world that is willing to risk the lives of their own people, okay, to save, okay, civilians. And the interesting part is, it's my personal opinion, you may disagree with me, but there are no innocent, okay, Palestinians. They voted, okay, for Hamas when they did the atrocities in Israel. They cheered. They still believe in them. Take a look what's happening in uh, 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 Hebron, in Jenin, okay, in Judea and Samaria. You have local people that also are terrorists. That, okay, Israel is confronting, you know, not only in Gaza, which was given to them for nothing, for free, to have, okay, a country of their own. In 2005, they were given 95% of what they wanted. They are not fighting for land. They are fighting, okay, for the right of the return, which means that Israel will not exist as a Jewish state. Now, I'll give you... I think his mic went off. Uh, Sammy, we can't hear your mic went off. Well, he works on his mic, Heather. Uh, I've heard that before as well, that the Palestinians... It, they they want they want the annihilation okay. of the can Jews. Can you hear me now? I, I can hear you now. Now I want to. I, I was going to ask you a question when you uh, when your mic went out when you said that the Palestinians that it, they a lot of people think that they want this two state solution, but it appears that they don't want it. They want it either their way or no way. Because why would they allow Hamas? to gain control of the government in 2005. I mean, Israel gave them everything that they wanted. When they left the Gaza Strip, it's like, here, here it is. They left them with a lot of resources, and Hamas just came in and did absolutely nothing, and look at where we are today. And this is a history that a lot of these millennials are completely unaware of. And it's because the media has shaped the narrative to make it seem as if, though, oh, Israel, they're doing this, they're committing genocide. No, they're not. It is Hamas. Hamas has come out and said, we don't want them here. We don't want Israel to exist. We don't want a Jewish state. It's our way or the highway. And now they're being backed by Iran, thanks to our government, Barack Obama, giving them all this money, freeing up the money. So now they're able to go out, sell their oil to profit, and then to give this money to Hamas to carry out these terrorist transactions. Go ahead, Sammy. Oh, I think his mic went back out again. This is modern technology, folks. This is live. So what are you? What can I say? You're. Uh... I don't know why it's getting off by itself. I don't. Okay, know. there you go. Go ahead. We can hear you now, Sammy. Okay, you mentioned the word genocide. Yes. Okay. Let me tell you something that very few people know. During okay the War of Independence, between five hundred and seven hundred thousand Arabs left Israel. Today, in Israel alone. Forget about Gaza, forget about Judea and Samaria. There are about two and a half million Arabs. Take a look from the Arab countries, okay? Uh, about between 800,000 and 1 million Jews left, okay? Do you know how many Jews live in all of the Arab countries? Less how than 4,000. Where is the genocide, okay? Uh, so, What's happening is it's not that the students, the young people, 
are not knowledgeable. It is indoctrination. The media does not present the true, the true facts. It is absolutely uh, this terrible. And uh, the media, our governments, and take a look, for instance, Biden. I don't understand them. First of all, when it happened uh, two days after, the next day after October 7th, he was so positive that he will help Israel. Two days later, he changed his tune. Right now, I am, he will provide Israel with the necessary armament to replenish it. But he will do it in a very, very slow way. I also do not understand how is it possible that he is still saying today in fighting, okay, in trying to tell Israel to have a two-state solution. It is inconceivable, okay, for him to press Netanyahu to agree to have a two-state solution. Uh, the other thing also what he does, okay, he does not criticize Hamas. He wants Israel to stop, okay, to ceasefire. How come he does not ask Hamas to release all of the hostages? Okay, it's only one-sided. It's not, we are talking about the young people. I am talking about the government that is guilty, okay, of perpetuating false narratives. Now, you also mentioned, you want me to talk how the Holocaust happened. And it started from nothing. It will take me about five minutes, with your permission, to go through the stages that people did not react in time appropriately and things, things kept escalating. Okay, when Germany lost the war in World War I, in the Treaty of Versailles, there were three punishments that took away, okay, the national pride from the Germans. Number one, they had to return all the occupied land. Number two, they could not have a military. I have seen pictures that in a military parade, actually what they had is they had shuffles, uh, shuffles instead of guns, and they had to pay reparation to all the countries they fought against. This country is in debt of almost $33 trillion. Nobody knows what the trillion dollar is. And what happened in Germany when they had to pay reparations, Okay, and I'll give an example which very few people know. In 1917, one American dollar was worth four German money. At the height of the inflation in 1923, okay, one American dollar was worth one trillion. You could have a wheelbarrow full of paper money. You could not even buy a newspaper. Nobody wanted it. Okay, that took away the national pride and allowed a person like Hitler to come to power. When he started, okay, the Nazi party, they had only six members through propaganda, okay, words, bullying. Uh, they were geniuses in portraying the Jews as rats. Why did they portray Jews as rats? Just like Jews, rats are very small in number, but live all over the country, all over the world. And what did they do? They spread disease by portraying the Jews as threats. Okay, Hitler was able to convince that the Jews are a danger not only to Germany, but 
okay, to the world, and that's how the world also participated in the annihilation of the Jewish people, the only group of people that were slated to be completely annihilated from the face of the earth. Okay, uh, so when they came the election, okay, because of the propaganda, okay, he won 30% of the German vote. Uh, so obviously uh, they started, you know, boycotting the stores, uh, uh, you know, with the propaganda, everything else. But the Germans were not violent. And his initial goal was not for the, to murder the Jews. His initial goal was to have a Germany free of Jewish people, Juden fry. But the Jews were assimilated. They were proud Germans. They fought for Germany proudly in World War I. They lived there for centuries. Why would they want to leave? So 1935, he came out with the Nuremberg Laws and made difficult, so difficult for them that a lot of them left. Where did they go? They went to Germany. Did people know what's happening? Absolutely. Did they react? Yes, but very small uh, people. So it was extremely uh, not mass, not in, okay, uh, nationwide. Uh, but interesting enough, they were not violent. The violence started for the first time in 1938 when Germany annexed Austria, became part of the greater Germany. And in two days, November 9, November 10, which is known today as the uh, Crystal Nacht, they murdered over 100 Jews. They destroyed over 7,500 stores and synagogues, and they put in prison 30,000. That was the first time that the Germans became violent. Interestingly enough, again, people did not react in time appropriately. Okay, came the next stage, September 1st, 1939, when they attacked. Okay, when World War II started and attacked Poland. Unlike Europe, which was occupied, Poland was annexed. And in Germany proper, he did not want any Jews. And in Poland, he found 3.3 million Jews. What the hell do you do with them? And that came the idea of exterminating them. Okay, the next stage comes June 22nd, 1941, when Germany attacked former Soviet Union, obviously from the West, okay, which today is Ukraine, at that time it was part of the former Soviet Union, okay, behind them were special killing groups called Einsatzgruppen. The only job they had was to murder the Jews and the Russians, okay, and behind them were the Romanian troops, and they annexed an area, okay, which today is Ukraine, called Transnistria, and my parents and I were deported by the Romanians and not by the Germans in that particular area. And comes right now, after all of these things, because they knew what's happening in Poland, they knew about the camps and everything else, but comes the final stage. And when I'm saying the final stage, I want you to understand that there were many stages that led to the final one. On January 20, 1942, 15 high-ranking Nazi criminals got together in a city which today is part of Berlin, Van C. And they decided, okay, the final solution to the Jewish question, which is the official day of the Holocaust. Okay, guess what? They decided to start with Europe. They came out with a list of all of the Euro European countries, 11 million Jews. 
once they were going to murder all of the European Jews, they were going to open up a museum in Prague. And they were going to call it the Museum of the Extinct Jewish Race. So I want for people, for especially for young people, when they see signs of today, of hate, okay, to become proactive. Because otherwise, if the world does not react appropriately and in time, it will escalate to a point of no return. And that's my mission in life is to educate them, okay, about history. And I've given you a couple of examples, okay, that nobody teaches them in history. By the way, people have a tendency to exaggerate and to put everybody in the same path. Did you know that there was a Muslim country during the Holocaust that had more Jews during the war, during the Holocaust, than before? Do you know which one? Which one? Albania. They had wow. 200, okay, before the war. Uh, during the war, they had 2,630. Uh, for instance, uh, there was another country, okay, uh, Uzbekistan. There are Muslims there. Okay, their language is uh, close to the Turkish one. When the Jews from former Soviet Union wanted to escape the dire consequences, okay, they went to the south, and the Uyghur people, Muslims, received them with open arms and everything else. So we have a tendency to put everybody on the same path. Uh, Jews, I don't know which Jews are you talking about, okay? I live in the United States. I live in Israel. My culture, okay, is different than people that live in Germany, that people live in Argentina, in everything else. Yes, we have the basic things that we believe in, but our culture is different. We adapted to the country in which we live. Which Jews are you talking about? Which Christians are you talking about? Which Muslims are you talking about? And this is part of the problem that the, they are not educating. Right, Sammy, so I want you to hold that thought. Research. Right. I want you to hold that thought. We've got to go to a commercial break. We'll there be back go. after this commercial break. And I want you to pick up on that because this is really interesting. Like you said, not knowing, not knowing the history. And you're here to educate. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. We'll be back after this brief commercial break. suppression of truth in a world of darkness void of any soul requires that we are rightly informed properly equipped and strongly motivated to fight the corruption americaoutloud.news is that place to awaken your heart soul and mind to the outloud truth now is our time America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption 
improving digestion and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains, and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. And we're back with the last half of After Dark with Robert Andrew. And my guest host tonight is Heather Robinson. And our guest is Sammy Steigman, who is a motivational speaker, educator, and Holocaust survivor. And he was just walking us through what happened during the Holocaust. And as always, when we go to commercial break, the discussion continues. And Heather had uh, a point that she wanted to raise and she wanted to uh, ask Sammy because she, again, she wants the audience to be aware as to what's happening. And as we established during the second block, when you forget history, you don't want to look at it, you're doomed to repeat it. And there's so many things that are there that as Sammy mentioned during the third block, meant the second block that the young people just haven't been educated on. They don't know about because our schools aren't teaching them. Heather, you want to pick it up from there? Well, I was just going to say, and Sammy can confirm this, I think, that part of what happened in the Holocaust that laid the groundwork was, you know, Hitler was a maniac, but, you know, his initial plan was to have Germany be Judenrein, free of Jews. You know, he was a bigot, he was, but he wanted them to leave. That was the first idea, which obviously was wrong and terrible, but what, you know, evil though it was, it wasn't as evil as what came after. But part of what happened is that most of the world would not accept Jewish refugees with a couple of exceptions. England took 10,000 Jewish children as part of something called Kinder Transport. And I believe China took 25,000 refugees. Maybe a few others, but not many. Yeah. So, so, so okay, before, I, the before world, I forget, Heather, before I forget, yeah. let me say something. <clears throat> When I'm talking about uh, World War II, I do not want people to make comparisons what's happening today to the past. You brought a very good point, which I was going to say it. Okay, Today, there are many countries that are accepting Jew, uh, refugees. Did you know that during the Holocaust, there were only three countries that officially accepted Jews? Only three. Dominican Republic, China, and Philippines. Mm -hmm. So this is, there are so many things that I can talk about that people are completely unaware. They don't do the research. I can talk about Ukraine. I can talk about so many things. It's important 
it's important to understand that nothing is happening in a vacuum. And I want to talk about one particular person that people may not know, Adolf Eichmann. He was part of the 15, okay, high-ranking Nazi criminals that decided the final solution. He was not one of the policymakers. He was the one that implemented it. And I use him as an example. How is it possible that the Nazis and their collaborators were able to murder 11 million people in such a short time? Adolf Eichmann, in 1944, in only two months, deported to their deaths 437,000 Hungarian Jews. So, okay, okay, did you know that the, the largest company in the United States, one of the largest companies in the United States that helped Nazis to find the Jews was IBM. They came out with the census and they gave away the censuses that they had in different countries. They gave it away to the Nazis. Later, they changed sides and they helped the Americans. But there were so many American organizations for money that helped the Nazis. They built up Germany and everything else. There's so much that you can learn from it. This is not a topic, you know, for a half an hour, 45 minutes. There's so many things that we can talk about. And, and talking about it and remembering it, it helps us not, again, so that we don't repeat history. So I look at what's happening today, the lack of education, people not knowing what happened and fully understanding and you see, uh, as I mentioned, a lot of people are saying that we need a two-state solution in Israel. And I don't think, Heather, that's what Hamas wants. I think for Certainly them, not. right, they, they want, want the eradication you know, of the they Jewish They want state. one state. They want only mm -hmm. one state. Now, let me explain something that everybody should know. Israel is not fighting only for its existence. It's fighting for the world because what they want to do, once they will destroy it, Okay, Israel, and I, believe me, if it comes to that point, Israel will not go quiet. Okay? Everybody will know knows what I'm talking about. But what they want to do is they want to is make Islam all over the world, to bring Islam all over the world. So they are, Israel mm -hmm. is in the front fighting not for only for its existence, but it's fighting for the world. And that's what Biden and the other leaders of the West do not understand. And we've spoken about that on the show once before, Heather. We've spoken about that, that people are completely yes, unaware that it's, it's not just it's not that just, just Israel. If they are successful, and we hope that they won't be, and I doubt it, and knocking mm -hmm. out Israel, they're going for the entire world. I mean, this right. is... They're, they're like the Nazis. I mean, that's, that's what all these misguided people don't get. That Iran, the, the regime of Iran and their proxies, Hezbollah, Hamas, Islamist fanatic extremists, are genocidal, single-minded, they're crazy. And if anybody's like the Nazis, it isn't Israel, it's, it's the fanatical Muslim Islamists. I'm not saying all Muslims, but I'm saying the fanatics who are trying to dominate through violence and want and demand that everyone bend the knee to them, they are the ones of totalitarian mindset. And the difference between them and the Nazis is not one of evil, but one of power. They don't have the kind of power. They don't have nuclear weapons at this point. They don't, you know, they have a regime, Iran, that's directing terrorist proxies all over the world. 
But to me, I think the analogy to the past is that they are a totalitarian fanatical group, genocidal in their ambition. They are on the rise. It is they who are like Hitler and the Nazis. And the rest of us, very much like the world in the 1930s, we are sleepwalking. We are afraid to have this confrontation with them. So they gain strength. And in my humble opinion, that's the, histor- that's the analogy to history that we should be focused on. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that, as a side note, I think part of what happened prior to the Holocaust is that other countries were not accepting Jewish refugees. Now, I do think there's a difference today. I don't think there are, you know, I, I think that there's hardship and suffering all over the world, which I don't dismiss. But most of the refugees today trying to come to America, say, illegally are fleeing crime and, and poverty. There isn't a genocide going on in Mexico. Okay, so I don't think it's 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 really a, a fair comparison to the Holocaust, but I do think this is why one of the reasons, Rob, you've asked me so many of my fellow Jewish Americans, why are they often on the side of the immigrant, even when it's an illegal immigrant? I think it has to do with the trauma of our past, because when there literally was a genocide going on, most of the countries in the world, including our own great country of America, closed its doors pretty absolutely to Jews. So Jews are, are very sensitive to this issue. And if anything, I think we tend to bend over backwards, maybe to a fault, to say yes, yes, to any immigrant, anyone who wants to come. So I just wanted to add that. And it's to the detriment of their survival, because these, again, these individuals, they don't care about anyone. They're only concerned about themselves. So when I see kids in the street who are trying to identify with this radical group, behaving as though they're the ones who are being harmed, that they're being oppressed. I'm like, you don't know the history. This is not a good group. They're evil. And for the Biden administration, in my opinion, I don't think that they're telling the whole truth. And I think that they're using the media to hide a lot of the stuff that's happening. You look at Yemen, Yemen and look at what's happening to our ships there. Look at the attacks. I mean, we've been attacked, I think, almost 160 times. And a lot of people are completely unaware of it. And yes, it is reported in the media, but it's at the very bottom of the story that they'll report on this. This is dangerous because if they're yeah. able to gain a foothold... Right, they're sleep. I guess yes, a good, that's yes. a good word. They're sleepwalking. They are sleepwalking to doom. They are sleepwalking. They're focusing on so. so many other things. Go ahead, Heather. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that Iran is gaining strength very much as Hitler did in the 1930s. I think they're trying to get a nuclear weapon, and the world knows it. And the world knows that these this regime has genocidal ambitions to destroy Israel. They've stated it many, many times. They've grabbed captive, not just Israelis, but Americans since 1979. Remember, we've had 45 years of of terrorism, kidnapping. They kidnapped our diplomats. Several of them in the 80s tortured them. Um, Iran funded an insurgency in Iraq that took the lives and limbs of thousands of Americans. Now their, their proxies are bombing our ships, whatever, you know, 70 times. They're, they're, they're a violent, fanatical, belligerent enemy that seeks strength. And our administration is giving them our lunch money, basically. I mean, I, I think it's appeasement. I think we are 
I think that's really the, the historical analogy. I mean, these fools in the streets are trying to vilify Israel, but the reality is there's, there's only, I mean, the, the genocidal crazy fanatics are the Iranian regime. And they're also targeting Americans. And I, to my, where I sit, guys, and I don't know if Sammy agrees with me fully, I'd be interested to hear. I think we are behaving this, you know, the, the, the left in this country is behaving very much the way the world did and Europe did toward Hitler in the 1930s. Only now we're in denial um, that Iran, the, an Islamist, fundamentalist, totalitarian, genocidal force with Iran at the head is seeking to destroy Israel and to dominate others. And, and we're just letting them gain strength. What are your thoughts, Sammy? We have a couple of more minutes left. Uh, what, what do you think we need to do? What should we be doing now to, I want to say to save ourselves from this, but what is your word wake up call to these young people that are so naive as to what's happening, Sammy, what are your thoughts on that? I think Sammy's having problems with his uh, mic again. Sammy, I think you're on mute. But I mean, I'll, I'll share my thoughts while he's working on his mic. Uh, I, I think that this is, this could be the last stand. And I think that we, should, we need to get behind Israel and support them to the fullest. Okay, can you they need me to now? know. Yes, we can. They need okay. to know. People, the Americans, these young people need to know that okay. they're walking down the wrong path. So during the last couple of minutes here, I was asking you, Sammy, what is your word of caution okay. to these young people? I, okay. What I uh, am uh, trying uh, to say is that I've always been an optimist and I will be an optimist. The pendulum swings from one extreme to another. Eventually, it comes to the center. Okay, one of the things is Jews have helped every other ethnic group to fight for acceptance. Okay, we are the only group of people that are not fighting for ourselves. And the Jewish, especially the young people, because my generation is not going to make a changes. It's in the hands of the young people. They have to take example from Martin Luther King Jr. They have to march nationwide, bring other ethnic groups of people. And I will put my hand in fire that, okay, people that we helped will not come to our help. But without the media, I guarantee you that nothing will happen. When I fight, I don't fight only just Jew hatred. I fight hate. And I have been involved with the Uyghur people. And I was with them twice. I spoke on their behalf in front of the UN. I was there at the national rally, and I said, unless you convince United States that what's happening in China is genocide, okay, nobody will pay attention. They did heed to my advice. They, okay, convinced United States to call what's happening in China genocide. In other countries, right now, it's accepted that what's happening in China. And that's what we have to do. We have to bring the media with us. And I can give you maybe in a different session, I can give you an example something of a national rally called No Fear. Okay? And the media was not there and nobody knows about it. 
You're right. The media has got to, we've got, and I've said this on so many occasions, uh, the, the media has got to start reporting, being the free press that the Constitution spoke about, and they've got to start reporting this news as they did during the civil rights era, because we are definitely slouching on a downward slope. And yeah. if we don't wake up, if Silas is complicit, and we saw what happened in Nazi Germany, if we don't wake up, when we do wake up, we're going to find ourselves in a horrible, horrible situation. And we the cannot afford complicit. to go back. I the agree. They're complicit. complicit. The media is complicit in what's happening today in the world. And we can't allow ourselves to go back. We have to keep moving forward. And it's unfortunately that when you do speak up, they will try to shame you and make it seem as if though you're the bad person and you're not. You're speaking up for what's right. And it has always been that way. But for some reason, the pendulum went the other direction. But like you said, uh, Sammy, you are, you're an optimist. And the pendulum goes both ways. And we have got to get that pendulum to swing back in the right direction. Because if we don't, we will rue the day and we will find ourselves looking at what happened in Nazi Germany so many years ago. And we cannot, we cannot allow that to happen. We have come too far. America is one of the greatest democracies there is, as is Israel, and we must stand together in unison to stomp and we need, out the hate. We need new leadership. We need Absolutely. New leadership. I agree. I agree completely. You've been listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform with my host tonight, Heather Robinson, and our guest, Sammy Steigman. When the podcasts go up, I will have links to all of his uh, social media platforms that you will definitely, I would encourage you to go and look at. And as I always say, as we end the show, as my friend Andrew would say, stand for something or fall for nothing. But God bless America. God bless Israel. Be safe. Hope to hear you or see you again next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.